This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We continue realignment palooza because it's still going on. No signs of stopping. We don't know where this is headed. It's a careening freight train off the tracks. We got to talk about it. And I've got David Ubbin here. I've got Max Olson here. David Ubbin, the host of Football and Grits, our SEC podcast. Max Olson, one of the hosts of One True Podcasts, our Big 12 podcast. They're not going to fight it out. There's nothing to fight about. It's over. Divorce has been applied for. The next marriage has been applied for. The, the marriage certificate, they, they, they've gone to the courthouse and they're waiting for the Justice of the Peace to come back to them. But... As we're recording this, it is Tuesday. The Oklahoma and Texas have told the Big 12 they are not going to renew the grant of rights. They have formally applied for membership to the SEC. I don't know if there's an application process, but they've said, hey, we want in. And now we've got to wait. Not long. The SEC presidents meet Thursday. 11 to 14 votes gets them in. And Friday, you got a Board of Regents meeting at Texas about conference affiliation. So just, just nice and tidy. But David, is this, is this as fast as you thought it would happen when you heard about this last week? Or did you figure this was going to drag out a little bit longer? Well, considering our experience 10 years ago, uh, I definitely – I was skeptical uh, with our friend Brent Zorneman saying uh, in the initial report, which props to Brent, uh, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, yep. that it was going to be done in a matter of weeks. Uh, I, I would be on, I'd be lying if I said I didn't roll my eyes at that. But here we are, and just to uh, not like a lot of bills in in uh, the U.S. government situation, uh, lest we get uh, any drama left, these votes don't happen unless you have the votes. So uh, yes. let's not wait for some eleventh hour drama because uh, this doesn't happen unless it's already happened. Andy, I remember. Last week, I'm, I wonder what night this. I guess probably maybe Thursday night last week, where we got on the phone late at night, and I and I called you and I said, you know, yes. the take, the take from the Big Twelve side is this is not going to happen in the next few weeks. This is not very far along, and um, oh. I I I just remember you. I mean, we were on the phone, but it was as if you were laughing in my face, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had talked to some folks in the SEC that day, so I kind of kind of knew where things were headed. And yeah, it it definitely this is as fast though. I mean, last time it did not go nearly as fast. I, I I've went I went back and looked at all of of the timeline stuff, like 2011 when Texas A and M left the Big Twelve for the SEC. We knew it was coming. Uh, it, it took about two months from the initial report to the SEC saying they're in. There, there was a date where the SEC was going to say you're in, and then Baylor, that was when Ken Starr left a voicemail for Mike Slive threatening to sue. And, <laughs> and, that, and then it took another two weeks before that happened. So, I mean, it, it just, 
this seems a little more buttoned up than, than we expected. Texas A&M, they had a board of regents meeting Monday, which is essentially they went to executive session. They came out of executive session. They're like, we're going to come back Wednesday and talk about this some more. So there is a scheduled board of regents meeting for Texas A&M. From what I understand, they would just like to get to the bottom of when all this started. Why didn't enough people at Texas A&M know? I'm sure that's something the SEC would not appreciate being aired publicly. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. a ton more executive session on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's probably a safe bet. I, I think um, I, I just think it's, it's exciting that uh, Texas and OU are going to have these board of regents meetings because I think it's time to loop those guys in. You know, I think it's time for them to talk about this. <laughs> and, and you know, it's it shouldn't, you know, they should get to weigh in on this before such a big decision is made. Yeah, yeah I it, mean, it, it, you'd it expect the guys who run the university to drive it or, and have some sort of, you know, say in this sort of, oh, wait, no, no they've doubt. been doing this the entire time. <laughs> and I will say, listen, there's, there's not a lot that can uh, satisfy our, our Aggie listeners. It's been a rough week. Uh, I understand uh, it has not been fantastic. This is not what you'd like to see. But can I offer a silver lining to our Aggie listeners? Yeah, maybe? go for it. As funny as the concept of, of Texas joining the, AC, the SEC is and uh, the sort of gnashing of teeth, for all the last decade of hearing Texas fans shrug off the SEC superiority, laugh at the Aggies, the first time Texas fans chant SEC, I imagine will be such a satisfying moment for the Aggies uh, to essentially watch the Longhorns swallow their their decades it's of pride. So, yeah. so, so it's essentially them moment. going, you were right. Exactly. You were right. You exactly. were right. <laughs> so, Aggies, if I can offer a silver lining, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, it, this just has to, I mean, it, it was natural. And you saw the tr- uh, transition over the weekend where you saw Ross Bjork start to, start to you know, do a round of calls and sort of, you know, like, hey, no, no revolt here. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but you have to, you have to kind of switch the message because it's not a hard message to, to go with now of just like, Whatever, we'll kick their ass. You know what I mean? Like, just go with that, and and just embrace that for however long it takes for those two schools to to join the SEC. Um, they're in a obviously a very confident position in football right now that they they feel like they are. I you, you wouldn't even say ready to break through. They've ha- they have broken through. So like, just yep. go with that. And they're they're I've in a better going- position at just about every position. Yeah. They've recruited better. Yeah, they're, I mean, Aggies have a better football program right now. They have a more proven coach. I mean, there's not much that Texas has on the Aggies right now. And, you know, recruiting might get a little bit harder, but you're still selling a better program that's done more uh, in the last 10 years. You have a Heisman winner. You were on the yep. precipice of the playoff last year. It's not like A&M has no sales pitch now that, that Texas is in the in the SEC. You still have some cards to play that are going to be effective. Yeah, and I've been going with the analogy that it's like the, the older brother coming home at 22 and the 18-year-old brother has been lifting all the weights and is – has a sweet car now and is, is <laughs> you know, has a, is just a man now. But I think mm-hmm. it's, it's actually more like two people who went to middle school together and then went to different high schools. And the one who was cool in middle school is now transferring into the one who was a dork in middle school's high school, except the guy who was a dork in middle school is now like the coolest guy in, in the high school or is one of the cool kids like gets to hang out at the lunch table with Alabama and Florida and Georgia and LSU. And so like Texas is going to be walking around with his tray and AM, AM's going to be like, sup, bro. Meet, uh, <laughs> meet big Al, meet Mike, the tiger. I, I think some people Meet are Al gonna, Gator. 
I think Texas is definitely going to get some like O'Doyle rules, like people knocking over the the tray too when they walk through that cafeteria. <laughs> that's that's Missouri. <laughs> Missouri's yeah, just that's come right. skating by. <laughs> it's. I, it, I think yeah. that's that's. You know, I, I've been torn through all this. I think I agree with our our colleague Chris Vanini that college football lost a little bit of its soul. And this stuff kind of sucks, but man, the football is going to be good. Like the football is going to be awesome. Like it is going to be so good. And all the other philosophical things, I don't have to like it. A lot of people don't. I think you know if you're not a, if you're not a Texas or an Oklahoma fan, I think most fans are kind of like, man, like this is not great. This is not what college football is. I think most fans feel that way. At least the ones I hear from. But man. Saturday at three thirty, <laughs> Saturday night in yeah, the fall. You're gonna watch. Golly, man, about, it's gonna how be about awesome. Thanksgiving. That'll be fun, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Ooh. Let's. It is now, gonna be. Now, here's fun. the question: Is is the Egg Bowl and Texas A and M Texas a double header now, or do you put one of those on Black Friday because the NFL has has say, tried yeah, to commandeer I'd, all of Thanksgiving? Well, Egg Bowl would rather stay on Thanksgiving, right? Sure. I mean. Listen. Yeah, I would. Th- I mean, the, so be- like, the best yeah, time Texas- to pretend the best time to pretend to pee like a dog on the goalpost is after <laughs> you've had a big turkey dinner. Hey, I- I've never gotten a sense from A and M or Texas that they have a ton of strong feelings about the day of the game. They always yeah, Black move Friday. Around. I'm sure it would be fun. Sometimes yeah. it was on Saturday. Sometimes it was on Thursday. I mean, the game's the game. Like people are going to pay attention. I'm going I'm to be grateful. I'm going to be thankful for that when that happens. And I, I was joking on our other podcast. Like, can we find a stadium for like two hundred thousand people for that first one? <laughs> Because it's oh going to be, gosh. it's going to be insane. You know, <laughs> is there an uh, NASCAR track you can put go, it at? Yeah, there right, is Texas right. Motor Speedway in Fort Worth. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I can't. We've already played one game at a NASCAR venue, although that one is a smaller NASCAR venue, the uh, the Bristol track. But uh, right. Texas Motor Speedway is is massive. And uh, Max, how many people legitimately, if they played it, how many how many people? I guess it would depend on the ticket price. But if you set it at like twenty bucks, do you think you could fill it? <laughs> you could for the first you one think I have there to would say, be kind of that you, you third party of people bucks just, and fill it the, <laughs> yeah. you would think that there'd be that third party of people who was like i don't really care about either of them but i want to see like the fights yeah. in the stands and i want to see like just how i mean especially with if if they're at like a similar level at that point in time too then like it's just going to be an incredible game you know yeah that's true too good football <laughs> You'd be like, that, that ant just tackled that ant down there <laughs> 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 i can see yeah, their it, colors kind of yeah <laughs> exactly. It would be like one of like the, there wear- was a, a Texas OU game a couple of years ago where like before the game even kicked off, like Mike Defee declared that there would be sportsmanship today. It'd be it would be one of those games you would need the pregame uh the pregame declaration that everyone has to play nice to. I'm already you know? I'm, I'm, I'm already about ready to run through a wall thinking about AM and Texas because I covered the last game yeah. and it was one of the more memorable nights uh I've had covering this sport. And I I I, it wasn't lost on me that night that, okay, this rivalry's ending, but I felt pretty confident that in my lifetime I would see it uh, played again. I can't say that I thought in that moment that I'd see it played as a conference game again, but here we are. That's, it, it is truly amazing that this happened. I mean, and this, this, is, a, this is just because of a change in mentality from Texas. Uh, I was talking to, to Bowen Lofton, who was the – president of Texas A&M when they moved to the SEC and then later served as a chancellor of, of Missouri. And he said in his conversations with Bill Powers, who was the longtime president of Texas, that the, the disdain for the SEC was obvious. So yeah. from the top down, Texas was was very anti-SEC, did not relish the thought of playing there at all. 
But they're under new management now. Mm-hmm. You've had border regions turnover. You've had all of that stuff. And at some point in the last few years, somebody at Texas goes, you know what? This is something we got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't I you recall think, a distinct air of academic snobbery the last time yeah, around. Yeah, like the I, don't you think, Andy? There's part of that back then was like, there's just like, well, we kind of want to have it both ways, right? We want to be mm-hmm. perceived, and it's a great, it's a great academic school. Don't get me wrong, but we want to be perceived as, yeah, we are, we can be peers to Big Ten, Pac-12 folks, right? If we, and that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's what's made them such a, uh, a fascinating, you know, piece in all the re- future, you know, possible realignment. Um, but I think it, at this point, the people driving the bus at Texas, uh, are just, are just fed up. They, they just want to start winning football games again. You know, they want to be as dominant as possible in football again. And they've gone through a decade of seeing how rough it is when you're not. And they want to be in the strongest league. You know, I know that the discussions were already happening when this happened, but when the big 12 goes to the TV partners and says, can we reopen this thing, negotiate early, maybe do a deal early. And Fox and ESPN are like, nah. But meanwhile, at the same time, ESPN is throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at the SEC in the middle of a pandemic for a Mm -hmm. deal that does not end for four more years. Like Mm -hmm. that tells you everything you need to know about where, where those leagues stand. Money talks, as they say. Well, and, and you know, if if the <laughs> if the TV networks uh, were citing you know future um, uncertainty, maybe that's because you know Texas and OU were looking at the time too, and this was a foot. It, it's it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Now it's a it's a chicken egg argument, but sure. The thing is, if the Big Twelve's a strong league, if the if the Big Ten says that to Fox, you know what Fox says. What time would you like to meet and which hotel? Like, (laughs) let's do this. Yeah, yeah. We'll be at Fogo de Chao at uh, 7 tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) We will will meet you at the Fogo de Chao right next to your headquarters. (laughs) We'll be right there. We'll be right back after these words. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yeah, I think it's if there's one thing that we've that we've seen is it's another reminder of the sort of the interesting like shadow leadership of college football and that you have leadership but like boosters hire coaches and TV networks decide what's going to what realignment's going to look like and that's you know, I think we already knew that but it's just interesting to see that play out every single time um, because that's just how this sport works. Um, there's leadership and then there's the money <laughs> and there's the, the people with the money are the people that are, that are, you know, moving the chess pieces. So speaking of the money, yeah. how do you guys like one of the next parts here is, is, you know, all of the 
uh, top lawyers in in Texas and Oklahoma are licking their lips right now about getting in, getting just you know getting a little slice of this uh, fun little <laughs> uh, divorce negotiation. But what you know, I feel like you you see a lot of posturing on that. You're seeing that already from the Big Twelve. That look, we are just going to straight up accuse you of having these conversations for quite a while at the SEC. Um, I I'm sure that like Texas probably. You know, uh, you know, Andy. They're they're saying we'll 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 stay through the whole contract. I'm sure they're probably also telling recruits like, yeah, maybe we'll play there in 2022. Like, I, it's like there's oh, I, it will definitely be a lot of talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yep. And I keep thinking, how? What's the logical conclusion of this? Right. And I think that's what I was going to ask. The only way 2022 happens is the Big 12 falls apart because. Yeah. Other leagues take pieces of what's left of the Big 12, which we're, we're going to talk about in a second. And otherwise, those teams would probably want to keep Texas and Oklahoma for as long as they can to hammer those checks. But the process of doing that will be so miserable after a few years that my guess is that, that they will name a number. Texas and Oklahoma will hit that number and they will be free. So if I had to guess, if I were just betting, my guess would be 2023. With them paying a sizable chunk of money to their their former conference mates, do you think That's they'll pay the more Vegas than eighty? Favorite, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you think they'd pay more than eighty to do it sooner? No, each. Yeah, not a chance. No. No, I, right. I, I so think it's there, gonna be that's, that's where it's like, yeah, we meet in the middle, but we also want to get out of here, you know? Yeah, it's so Maryland's the good test case for this. Maryland said they wanted to leave the ACC, I believe, in September two thousand twelve. The exit fee was $52.2 million, and they negotiated that down to 31, I, I want to say $31.9 million, something like that, and they began playing the Big Ten in 2014. So that seems fairly, like a, a pretty good benchmark there. Like, I would bet it's more than that that they ha- would wind up writing a check for, mm-hmm. but these are two programs that, one, they'll get get that back over the years in the SEC, but two... They have such big time donors that they could defray a lot of it by just saying, "Hey guys, we're going to pass the hat right now. Let's let's do this." Oh, I'm not worried about where Texas No You will find the money for this. That that's not the case at all. I, it, but it's like there's kind of a weird predicament in all of this where, as soon as Texas and Oklahoma are out the door, then the TV networks can call you and say, "Hey, doesn't really make sense to pay 100 percent anymore," you know, and uh, oh, hopefully they're feeling no. I, you, you're, so, you're so it's like, and, and not to mention, you've got eight really pissed off members of your conference saying, like, get as much money as you can. And also, the longer you keep them here, the longer we're getting this TV money. So it's mm-hmm. it's going to be like, what what sort of obviously there will be a compromise, but what kind of compromise sort of satif- satisfies all parties here? You know, and I think if you're yeah. obviously for Texas, no, you're you're rooting as hard as possible for the dissolution of the league as quickly as possible, because that is what opens yeah. the door to 2022. And of course, lessens your financial responsibility. And Andy, I feel like this is a perfect segue because there's a lot of paths for the big 12 to dissolve. Indeed. So the three of us had a story on the athletic on Tuesday about what happens next for the eight who remain. And I think it's important that we first talk about Kansas State because we've made the Wildcats <laughs> very mad. Every man is a Wildcat and every man is pissed. Mm-hmm. Ema. Well, Ema, we did baby. them a favor because there's not any good news that we can tell them. Their best option is to be folded into that Pac-20 deal, which is problematic for a number of reasons, and I don't think that we'll see it, but that's what you can work toward. 
Um, but outside of that, there is just not a good outcome for them. Yeah, that, they, they that are. Is, that is they a part from much the seven the, others. We're all in this together camp um, yeah. <laughs> of saying, hey, either you know, either yeah, you go find some big bundle to go somewhere, or more realistically, probably for K State, um, it, it's a question of, all right, can we guys can we just hold it together a little bit here? Talk about expansion, bring some people in, and just try and find some outcome where all of us are worth more together than we are by splitting up. Yeah, and that's where yep. this awkward dance is going to begin because you have about half the league, Kansas, Iowa State. Uh, they're going to be eyeing the Big Ten. That's probably an outside West shot. West Virginia and the you ACC. Have West Virginia and the ACC, which I think is I, – I don't know I don't know that I would bet that that happens, but I, I, think, it, yeah, I think it's probably trending in that direction. We'll see. It makes I a lot of sense. I wouldn't bet that would happen at all. If the ACC doesn't get Notre Dame to join as a as a football member, what's right. why would you do that? Why would you take money out of the other members' pockets? Because West well, Virginia, I'll give you, pay for I'll itself. give you one, I'll give you one far-reaching reason why you might do this. Okay. At some point, the ACC still kind of looks like the Big Twelve in some ways. In that, if you're the SEC and you decide, you know what, 16's fun. But what are Clemson? Mm-hmm. What's Clemson doing? What's Florida State doing? No, no, no. What's this is Miami happening doing? now. This is happening now. Well, I dude. know, but that's what I'm saying. You kind of, kind of. But they, they are. They got a grant of rights through bit. 2036. Right. If you true. If you add, but, if you add a member, Clemson or Florida State may be going. Oh, we're we're changing membership. The grant of rights is no longer valid. <laughs> Let's go to the SEC. So Perhaps. you better be damn sure you're making it worth everybody's while if you're in that's the ACC. If you're going to add members. But to get back to the original point. They have some theoretical options that aren't pipe dreams. We'll say that. Uh, and so, yeah, everybody's going to be together publicly, and then you have some schools. You know, Oklahoma State's pretty strong in a lot of things, but doesn't have a gigantic audience. They, they're, you know, 20% of an already small state in Oklahoma. So the options are pretty limited. And, and for a few of those schools, Kansas State, Baylor, TCU, the best option is sticking together. And you're going to have this awkward dance for the schools that have to stay together and then schools that might want to stay together unless something else comes uh, along that's better. And that is going to be hilarious to watch. I think another well, you- part of that that's difficult is I think so right now, no no question, like the 80s and presidents of these big 12 schools, the remaining ones, calling around, asking favors, asking everybody you can, hey, what can we do, right? It wouldn't be that surprising, guys, if the response is not right now. Now, maybe that doesn't mean you can ever get in. Maybe that means someday we're going to do a study and we're going to figure out, yeah, you add value to us. But I almost picture it like if it is that kind of board meeting, do all those guys kind of walk back in together to a Big 12 meeting, kind of slumped head saying, no, I couldn't couldn't go anywhere either. And then then do you (laughs) engage in that talk of, okay, stick together, fix the Big 12, or, you know, how, how, do, how do we kind of play this out in terms of a time thing? Because these leagues don't have to say yes to you here in the next week or month or year, you know? It's almost like one of those well, packs of, like, high school friends that say, hey, you know, we're really good friends. We're about to go our separate ways. But, hey, if neither one of us is married in 10 years, <laughs> let's get hitched. But in the Big 12's it. case, it's like nine months. Hey, if neither one of us is in a power conference in nine months, hey, if, let's just make right. one. <laughs> If you don't find well, a partner okay, the so, rest of this year, do you want to be my partner at the end of this year? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Here's but here's the tricky part. The American is going to come in and throw increased shares at five of those schools. 
That is going to happen. And they're going to say no. Their initial response is going to be, hell no. Why in the world we leave the Big 12 for the American? And then time will pass, and the Pac-12 won't call, and the Big 10 won't call, and the ACC won't call. And then what the hell do you do? Because and you could right now probably take some of the Americans' teams yep. and say, this is, this is our league. This is what we're going to be. But you can't do that right now because Texas and Oklahoma will be like, well, you're moving on. Guess you don't need us or our money. Well, and can you just get can you get eight people to collude like that and say, <laughs> let's let's go after them, you know? And I think can you get everyone on the same page to say this not, is our not, mission? Not immediately. Somebody's got to tell them no first. Yeah. yeah. And it's worth it's worth revisiting at this point that I think fans and I think some administrators even are somewhat married to this idea of, oh, the AQ leagues, the P five leagues. It's like Okay, like that doesn't matter. Well, how much money can you make? How much money right. is there? If there's a portion without, of you without Texas and Oklahoma, you're not a power conference. Yeah, you're and just so this not. idea now, that our- the Big Twelve is going to have this like there's that's that's not going to be a thing, especially in expanded playoffs. So, you know, if you go and you match up, uh, you pair up with whatever schools you find advantageous in the American or, or whatever that looks like, and you form something else and you name it something else. You're just something new altogether. You're not really, you're obviously not going to be a power conference. You might not be the dregs of college football, but you're something else entirely, a, a middle class, obviously, and you're not going to make as much, but there's a scenario where you can make more than the disaster scenario. Well, and the unknowable thing with this is like, okay, again, are the TV folks willing to pay more for mega AAC or are they willing to pay more for zombie big 12? You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> what, what do you put or, together that has the optimal value? You know, are they willing to pay the same? And that that's where our right, friend Stuart right. Mandel comes in. So he had a really interesting story on Tuesday in the athletic where he dug into the TV numbers for the games, which is what these, this is what these TV guys are, are looking at. This is what matters to them. So, the most watched Big 12 games from 2018 to, to 2019. This is, I, I believe, the, the 15 most watched games. Uh, mm-hmm. Only two of them did not involve Oklahoma or Texas. One of those was, was Ohio State at TCU, which involved Ohio State, which is ratings gold every time they appear on television. Great game, by the way. And also, Urban was the, suspended for it, so it was like a little extra juicy yes. one. That was yeah. a very good game. Yeah. I remember That's that That's the one where Bosa got hurt. Yeah. So West Virginia at Oklahoma State in 2018, 3.9 million on ABC. Good game. Good. Definitely is the last played a big of these role games. in deciding the, the conference yeah. title game appearance. That le- year. Yeah. Yeah. The least watched of these games and is the only one on the list that doesn't involve Oklahoma, Texas, or Ohio State. So that's a problem. Bigger the, the bigger problem is the games involving Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma's average TV audience in 22 games in that period, 3.76 million. Texas is in 18 games during that period, 3.2 million. Everybody else in 59 games during that period, average audience, 886,000. Mm-hmm. This is and, a and, big difference. And, and you can, look, you can, the counterpoint to that, you can say, okay, well, it's Texas and Oklahoma. They give them all the best time slots. But I think we all know the reality is if you're giving those other schools those slots, I don't think it's a big increase. Yeah, it might be right, slightly they, better, but not much. I mean, there's a reason why Oklahoma and Texas, you're going to see them on primetime ABC, ESPN, and not noon yeah. on ESPN2. Uh, that, that's well, not... And, 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 right. They're not going to give you those time slots now that they're gone. They're just going to yeah. give 
them those time slots, or they're if it's let's say it's Fox, they're going to give USC or Oregon yeah. or Wisconsin or that's Penn a good State point that there's slots. not this untapped potential that well if you just put Oklahoma State West Virginia on ABC they'd get eight million or whatever like that. Right. It's just not going to happen. It's not. Like, West Virginia, there's 1.7 million people in their state. Oklahoma State, I think the split generally in the fan bases of an already pretty small state is, like, I think it's about 80-20, maybe 75-25. Uh, that might be uh, a little bit uh, uh, tainted. I have to, I mean, you can't really scientifically hash that out, but that's, I've lived in Oklahoma, that's about what I'd say it is. Well, and, and so, and the tough thing is, like, okay, so during that time, Oklahoma's super dominant. During that, in between eighteen and nineteen, Texas was was back at some point, I, I believe. Um, but in the new Big Twelve, if let's say TCU runs that league right, and they're going mm-hmm. eleven and one, are they still gonna? Are they going to actually command that kind of attention? Yeah, it'll be better, but it's just whoever runs the that next league, you're, you're, it's just not the same upside at all, and that's what's really tough in terms of figuring out what is the future value. And it's just pure. Now, with the- Numbers. I think Texas, I, I believe the number of when people were talking about TCU or kicking them around, I think Texas always or pretty consistently, I don't know if this is true anymore, but they had more current students than TCU had living alums for a yeah. good portion of the time. And it's just pure numbers. If you're a school that's five to 8,000 students and you're Texas, which is what? Max sixty thousand, sixty five thousand. You'd have to, you'd know better right, than I would. Right, and all the people hate watching Texas too. Yeah, that's know? true too. People really hate Texas, and that's a <laughs> that's 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 just a fact. And like, if you're that's 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 still eyeballs, and those sure. are eyeballs that you can sell yep. to to advertisers. I'll, I'll correct myself. It was the twelve most watched Big Twelve games. Yep. So West Virginia, okay. Oklahoma State was number twelve in that in that two year period. Mm-hmm. It's and, and this is the thing. So. One thing we, we talked about in the story, what about the possibility of the Pac-12 trying to plant a flag in, in Texas, in Oklahoma, in a football-mad area of the country to help lend relevance to that West Coast group that feels very isolated if they don't do anything? Well, I think it comes back to some of the same thing, like the same sorts of conversations. You know, Texas, they had a change of heart about the SEC. They decided this is the way things are going. We need this. Well, the Pac-12... They're not really best friends or philosophically aligned with Baylor and TCU and some of the other, like Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. The Pac-12 was very, like, philosophy and academics were very important to them. There's a reason why, you know, some of those other schools, the Baylor and TCUs and Kansas State, didn't get consideration in the Pac-16 that blew up. Do they have a change of heart when they realize, hey, we need good football? Listen, Oklahoma State's a good football program. Baylor, TCU, they're good football programs. They can mine talent. Um, it's going to be a little tougher now, but they're still going to be good football. So that's the question that the Pac-12 has to answer. Do some of the university concerns that your president and your board are going to say, ah, I don't love these guys, do they outweigh, well, but they can play some football and people are going to watch that. And that's, that's what it's going to come down to. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Well, let me let me bring up another school, and and this is this would be for the eight who remain if they decide to stay together and maybe add some different schools. There is a big program out there that has its own TV deal, independent right now, mm-hmm. but a big audience, a big national audience. That's I mean they sell out everywhere they go. <laughs> I see Max shaking his head. Would the would the eight who remain consider BYU? Uh, you know, I think I'm just 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 I'm just I'm just going by what I've been told over the past week. 
it sounds like that would still be a non-starter just based on some of the, you know, you remember back in 16, BYU did seem like a pretty viable candidate and there was mm-hmm. pretty significant backlash uh, from a lot of LGBTQ groups about the the policies on that campus, the honor code they have there. And that hasn't changed in five years. Not really. They, did, they changed the language a little bit, but that's still the rule there. Now, I understand the counterpoint is like, well, what about Baylor, right? I, I get that. Right. I Baylor's get that. a Baptist school that they're uh, a lot of the teachings are the, are, are the same. So Correct. And Baylor's going to have some real challenges finding a Power 5 partner, I think, for those reasons. But um, you're right, Andy. They've got the streaming. They've got the audience. Like, you know, I think you have to toss geography kind of out the window a little bit with this stuff for the Big 12. Uh, so and for what I am curious BYU to see if they, if they engage in that uh, possibility because, you know, as we've said, I mean, uh, there's like, there's just not, there's not a lot of ideas. You just, you just automatically shoot down right now. And I, and I honestly kind of feel that way about the big 10 and pac 12 where I've, I've heard people tell me like, Oh, I mean, you try and pitch a K state or a Texas tech to the presidents of Stanford and Cal, the Lafayette out of the room. Or you could say that about the big 10. I don't really think people should, people should, I think, appreciate the moment we're in right now and understand maybe we have a chance to level up here and, and maybe we need yeah, to with what the SEC is doing. The, the old rules don't necessarily apply. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people have, people have made concessions as far as that goes before. I mean, I don't know that, that if you went to the ACC presidents in 2005 and pitched them Louisville, they would have said, oh yeah, we're definitely going to have a team like Louisville. No, they just said, absolutely not. Well, they ended up taking them when they needed them. So yeah. things change. So in any of the, the if we're if we're thinking things will go by the rules that have already been established, that's where you get hung up here. That's where you can where you can make mistakes. And I think that's a dangerous thing right now, too, because I, I know a lot of I, I get it. All the, the fans of these eight big toll schools, they they want um you know, they want an answer right now. They want instant gratification on here's where we're going, here's what our value is, all that kind of stuff. It's just going to take time, you, and and I think we agree, Andy. Like you just, this is going to be a fluid deal. It, the, mm-hmm. How how these leagues feel about you you as a school today may not be how they feel by the end of the year. Yeah, there might be some hard truths learned uh, along the way, um, and we'll see. I, I this happens so. I mean, th- that's one thing too. I mean, you, you touched on it, Max. <clears throat> but the the one thing that I don't think people are talking about enough of. The Big 12 being caught flat-footed on this deal in the last... It's literally been a, less than a week, right? Yeah, or it's we'll Tuesday. This yeah. happened on Wednesday. It's, it's been less than a week. Six, six days since we've Well, they, Yeah, since well, they've had six days to, to, to hash out contingency plans. And yeah, more information. Things can change in a hurry. It's been six days. It's not like people have been preparing for this for a long time. Uh, and that's, I think, an underrated yeah. part of uh, the Big 12 being caught flat-footed and not knowing this was coming is that a lot of people don't know how they feel about what's going to be next. And, and those opinions are going to change in the weeks and, and months to come. The, the other factor that we should consider because we've, we've seen this before is somebody might just panic and do something rash. We've never seen I've, that before. In I've, I've been in a few fantasy drafts in my <laughs> lifetime and I've seen that a lot. Andy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, but, but this is on such a higher level and, and obviously, you know, millions and millions of dollars at stake, but yeah, yeah. This oh, is, I mean, this look, I, I drafted Josh Allen last year and everyone laughed at me. And uh, maybe it ends up being, you know, can you find that kind of value, you know? <laughs> Except yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the quarterback of the Bills. It was the defensive end for the Jags. That's what the problem was. <laughs> it, Andy, I'm, I'm Andy, I, I don't want to go too far. Now. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. But this is a question that I have have, have been kind of kicking around. Does Texas's entrance into the SEC 
for the future. Does that end the precedence, the gentleman's agreement, or set a precedent and end the gentleman's agreement of the in-state stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I, I, I think if Clemson and Florida State wanted to come right now, yes. the SEC would figure out a way to make that happen. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. So, yeah, it's, I, it's, right. It's, it's brands now. Brands are driving mm-hmm. this. And, and if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me give this speech a bunch of times, but the last round of realignment was about acquiring territory, acquiring cable households yeah. because you're, you're either starting a cable network or you're trying to improve your cable network and everybody in your footprint is going to have to pay, like when the SEC network started, everybody in the footprint is paying a buck 30 a month. That's a lot mm-hmm. of people and a lot of money. But now non-sports fans have figured out they don't have to pay for cable anymore because most of your cable bill goes to live sport, paying for live sports. So they're not paying for it anymore. And that's a lot of money that just, boom, evaporated. So now you have to make sure you have brands people want because the next round is direct-to-consumer sales, either ESPN selling direct-to-consumer or leagues themselves down the road selling direct-to-consumer. And you better have what everybody wants so that they pick your streaming service over Peacock and Amazon Prime. And well, Amazon Prime is a little different because two-day shipping. I mean, who can turn that down? Gotcha. But, <laughs> but no, Netflix and, and Hulu and all of the other things, Disney Plus, uh, whatever they're calling the CBS Paramount one, you have to differentiate yourself. And I would argue that like the new SEC, I was trying to figure out where does the new SEC rank in Disney's portfolio? Obviously, mm. Star Wars and Marvel are above it. I think mm-hmm. the theme parks are probably above it post pandemic once they get back rolling again. Maybe. I think probably. I think I don't know enough I about their, Monday night, their inside. There's a lot of theme parks have a lot of money. But yeah. Money night football is probably right there with it. But yeah, in terms of if you said the only way to get the SEC is you pay eight dollars a month for the subscription service, I think a lot of people would that's millions of people who would fork over yeah. eight bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a bunch of people who might struggle to figure out how to get it to work on fall Saturdays, but they would try. Uh, so basically what you're saying compl- is, the, is the ESPN Net- plus complaining is going to be at a record yeah. level. Oh, yeah. Although I was surprised there wasn't more of it last year, honestly, the first year we saw major commerce games, but basically Andy, what you're telling us is Netflix killed the big 12. Basically. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Disney, <laughs> Disney plus. Yeah, and, but Netflix kind of started all this. And, I and remember, I still remember this to this too. day watching "quote unquote" instant because I still had the mail-in plan and watching instant Netflix, watching The Office in like 2008 uh, in college in the newsroom on a dinner break while I was doing a copy editing shift and being like, "Wow, this is really cool that I can just get TV like on my computer, like on yeah. demand." That's I bet nothing comes of this, though. And here we are 13 <laughs> years later, and, co- and college sports are... Uh, I don't even know what the right verb is, because it's not really imploding or disintegrating. It's just like evolving, consolidating. but evolving sort of... They're consolidating. Sort of, yeah, consolidating it's, is a good word. Remember how really... we all used to work for different companies? <laughs> and now we all yeah, work for one? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that I works. Guess, I guess the cord cutters did get me, now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I was uh, going to say, it is kind of sadly ironic, Andy, that when we talk about that, like, Bob Bolsley was on the right side of history with this stuff, too. You know? He, he mm-hmm. I would say, their approach to saying, well, and of course, LHN was this obstacle that prevented a, a Big 12 network, obviously. But to say, hey, we're going to focus on streaming, mm-hmm. and we're going to let, let you have these third-tier rights, and we're not going to be saddled with this unsuccessful network that 
the if you ask the Pac-12 folks, they they definitely wouldn't say do it the way we did it. Um, I think they were on the right side. They just, I think they just sort of. There's you know probably a feeling. But it's also that we thought is, this would come many works- years down the road and not today. Yeah. You know. Cable networks are also the reason the Big Ten and the SEC are so far ahead of everybody else right now. But it's also because they had something people wanted so bad that they were willing to yell and scream at their cable company about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the SEC network was the most successful launch in cable television history. Why? Because people would threaten to burn down the cable company. It wasn't that the SEC network did anything special. It's that they have people... A bunch yeah, of that, states that, that don't have pro sports, and I mean, audience. I live in Tennessee. They have pro sports. Yeah. Tennessee runs the state. Like you have a ton of states where they are the show in town, and that's what it is. So, David, I, I, what you're trying to say is it simply is more significant in the minds of people. There's basically, probably a shorter that, way to say that. No, is there a shorter but basically, way to say just that? that. No, it's just that the meaning that, that of what they're doing and what they're playing more. is just. Like the if you were trying to put a value on the meaning of what they do in the SEC, it oh, is probably be greater be higher than, or larger greater than, okay. than what would be the general value of a meaning in another league yeah. traditionally. The, the meaning is greater than. I got it. Yes. Perfect. Basically. Put it on a t-shirt. It's, it's it's like Texas and OU fans always say, <laughs> it just means more. You yeah. know? Max, quick question before we before we get out of here. Texas and OU got to run the Big Twelve. They got everything they wanted. They don't want to play Red River in prime time. Are we going to get a primetime Red River? Ooh. I, nope. I, I think I, precedent, the, precedent from the cocktail party wing over here. Uh, I want it so they, bad. I know it's a bad idea, but I want it so bad. No, because they played the cocktail party at night. It's dangerous. You don't want people drinking that much all day. Yeah. I, I'm that, with you that on that. I don't staying disagree, but I still want to see it once. I I'm, see I'm it with once. you on that. I, I think I have, like, another way of looking at it is, like, can... Um, you guys watch Curb, I assume? Yes. A little bit. Every once Andy. in a while. Okay. A I saw the Dodger okay. Stadium carpool lane one. Can, can, <laughs> can the Big 12 do like the Spite Store thing where they set up <laughs> Oklahoma State and TCU playing at, play at the State Stadium. Fair? You know, oh, at the State Fair. <laughs> and just sort of, oh, we already booked it. Good luck, guys. You know? Do you know, do you know what the SEC would do if that happened? If they, if they set up... Oklahoma State and TCU at the State Fair. It would become the, the SEC, SEC prevents would, the Texas State Fair. They would just buy it. <laughs> no, the SEC would put Oklahoma and Texas at the Motor Speedway. The same. Oh game. man, one sure. time. I'd like to see that. Yeah, oh. I. Uh, it's I. I'm, I'm with you, Evan. I, I would like to see a, a prime time. One time would be. Yeah, would be great. I don't now want it to be habitual, we've all been I to like, the State Fair on a Friday night too. So like you could yeah. see like yeah, it would be it would be challenging. I would say. <laughs> Parking I want to read the police log the next day. That's what I want to <laughs> do. Ba- some bad ideas are worth doing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is what if we terrible, just did it and terrible be- became idea. legends? You know, that's just what yeah. you, that's you do. I, I don't disagree. I'm pretty, sure, bad I'm pretty sure that's disagree. what Greg Sankey said in his office at some point in the last <laughs> year. Yes, yes oh, he did. Oh, man. What a, what Gentlemen, a time. What a time. It is, it is, a, time, it is a, a crazy time to be alive in the world of college sports. Uh, please keep your phones on because I'll be bothering you a lot. We're going to keep talking realignment until there's no more realignment to talk. We will talk about football eventually, I promise. But just not today. We'll talk to you later.